This is Ready to Real Estate, a TREB podcast. Each month, we interview experts in the field, discuss the data, and explore all facets of the housing market. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or a seasoned real estate professional, you will benefit from our insightful conversations and gain property intelligence as we discover more about the key issues shaping our industry. Now here's our host, Jason Mercer. Hi everyone, I'm Jason Mercer, TREB's Chief Market Analyst and the host of TREB's Ready to Real Estate podcast. And we're delighted to have you all here. We're recording an episode at RealtorQuest 2023. It's Canada's largest real estate conference and trade show. I'm excited to be sitting here today with Marky Lemons-Rael. As we get ready to jump into the profitable topic of how realtors can build the brand online to get more leads. Marky is a licensed managing broker, realtor, avid volunteer, and best-selling author with more than 30 years of marketing experience. She has taught over 500,000 people how to earn a return of over 2,000% on their marketing dollars. A warm welcome to podcast, Marky. It's great to have you here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate being here today in none other than Toronto. It's great. You have a great following, obviously, here. You have a few presentations today, so I think it's going to be uh, a great. So let's jump right in. Yes. Um, you talk a lot about the importance of real estate professionals building a premium brand for yes. themselves and using that brand in their marketing. Broadly, what should realtors think about when they're trying to build awareness and their brand online, especially? Well, a couple of things come to mind. I believe in building a premium brand, but with a freemium price. So I love leveraging free tools in order to create that premium brand and I operate my business at a 59.4% profitability. When it comes to building an online presence, we need to understand who our target market is. My target market is 90%, get this, female, number one age bracket, 45 to 54. So when I'm online talking, I'm creating content exclusively for them because I understand who my target market is. I understand that after the age of 40, a lot of us have to wear readers. So I talk about wearing readers. I talk about why women need to have proper foundation. And I'm talking about the spanks in your life. Now, the reason I'm telling you this <laughs> is because I understand what they're going through and how to communicate with them. And more importantly, outside of Facebook, where have people told you all their business in real time for free? Well. I'm gonna hang out on the social media platform where women hang out age 45 to 54 and they're willing to tell me all of their business for me to add their business to my customer relationship management system. So I'm always talking directly to my sphere of influence and I'm always updating the free information they gave me on Facebook to my customer relationship management system so that I can follow up with them in the future. That makes sense. So let me ask you a question. How how did you sort of hone in on that 45 to 54 age group and, 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 and pointed specifically um, at women? I mean, and it's sort of thinking about the group here and also that'll be listening uh, later. Like, what, what, what factors should they be looking at when they're looking to hone in on a certain target group? Well, actually, I thought that my audience was a larger percentage of men, but because I have a couple of private Facebook business, uh, I have a couple of private Facebook pages and a Facebook business page, it is consistently giving me the analytics. So I want to pause for a second. As real estate professionals, I believe that secret agents don't get found. 
This is not the place where you should have private accounts if you're looking to grow a business. Therefore, we want to have business pages and private groups that will give us the analytics of our audience. Once I found my analytics and who my target audience was, I actually shifted what my brand looks like. So my company colors are red and black. Those are very strong, dominant colors. I hired a female consultant to make my brand softer and more feminine because I understood the age bracket and the fact that women were in my target audience. So now my colors are predominantly a lot of white space with red and black as an accent color so that I'm speaking more to my audience. But we need to have business pages or private groups so that we can get the analytics out of it and it will tell us exactly who our audience is and then our goal is to speak directly to that audience. So a bit of a feedback loop initially, like if you're just sort of getting started and sort of thinking about your social media presence, how that's gonna look, you're probably casting a pretty wide net initially, and then you're seeing, well, you know, who's paying attention to my various platforms or what have you. Well, I wanna come back. Yeah. I don't think that I casted a large net. What I do is use a free tool, google.com forward slash trends. Uh -huh. So when I started using social media, so I've been using this tool now for 17 years, I knew that I should talk online the way that people search. So my conversations aren't random conversations. Sure. I understand right now that there was a 4,000% increase in real estate market. So that means that I'm gonna talk specifically about the real estate market in the areas that I serve and or wanna dominate. So always start with google.com forward slash trends and talk to people the way in which they search because it's like you're consulting them on their problem that they don't even know that they have, but that's how they've been searching. I think that's a really good point. It's a nice segue into the next question that I have. So you get on your Google Trends, um, you're kind of honing in on that. But we all know, especially for realtors, this sort of you know person-to-person -person type of business that, that we have, having a, a strong social media presence is, is a good way to build your brand awareness. And so if realtors want to increase their social media presence, specifically uh, how much people engage with their posts, etc., what are some key things they can do? Uh, the number one thing that I believe that they can do is to start creating live video content on the platform where their clients hang out. Because I understand my target audience, and I want to be very clear about my answer because I've had some people try to rebuke what I'm saying here. <laughs> um, my target audience is not telling me their business in real time on TikTok. Are there 45 to 54-year-old women on TikTok? Yes but we're going over there for laughs and giggles. We're not going over there to tell you any of our personal business. So because I want your personal business to put it into my customer relationship management system, I'm hanging out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. LinkedIn is still the number one business to business site, especially for those who are in commercial real estate or you're trying to work with a human resource de uh, department because you know people are moving here or moving away. So with that being said, I'm going to create video content on the platform, live video content on the platform. One of the reasons for creating video is because video is the only form of content that you can repurpose without recreating. So from every video, I have my podcast, I have my email marketing, I have my blog post, I have my photo quotes but it's also the most engaging form of content. 
and you've mentioned more than once, like 73% of homeowners said they're more likely to list with a realtor who's offering to do sort of video work. Uh, so it's not just sort of video from a social media perspective, but also utilizing video um, in, in, in terms of that listing, in terms of in terms of selling that property. And so, you know, it's it's one way to increase engagement on on, on social media for, for sure, but also when you're thinking about the the listing perspective as well. So, what are some tips and tools in terms of thinking about making those videos? How do you make an effective video? So the very first thing when we think about making video, right now we're living in a vertical society because 90% of content. <laughs> consumed is going to come from the palm of your hand. We've, we are no longer sitting at home watching the TV, and if we are, it's to stream the video content from our mobile device. Let's start there. So the very first thing I want every realtor to do is to always keep lens cleaners with them. I have quite a few in my bag. We are consistently taking photos and creating video content with a dirty lens, and there's absolutely no excuse for it. The next thing is we always want to elevate our devices to be at or above eye level. The reason is because there's nothing cute going on in your neck or your chin area. And I don't care if you're 21 years old, right? So we elevate the device to be at or above eye level. The next thing we want to do is identify exactly where the camera is on your mobile device. I don't know when you were children if your parents made you look adults directly in their eyes when you talk to them because they stated that it builds trust. So when we're creating video content, we want to look directly into the camera lens to build trust with the people who are watching our videos and we make them feel as if we're looking directly at them. So clean your lenses off, make sure that you identify your camera, elevate that device to be at or above eye level, and with me sitting here, I would not film my video this way. I would actually turn and film it this way because I want the most light on my face so that I look cuter, okay? So those would be a couple of the tips because now you'll feel more confident and better about how you look. If you feel more confident and better about how you look, you're more likely gonna create more video content. What about when you get that video off your phone, now it's on your computer, you do a lot of work on it after the fact? Or? So, so with my videos, I have about 140 podcast episodes on social selling made simple, okay? All of my podcasts are recorded with video. That means that I now have a YouTube channel. That YouTube channel has two playlists. We then strip the audio from the video for the podcast. We then do audio to text transcription so that we will have a blog post that goes up every other week and we send out an email. All of my content is stripped from the video content, which is why I have so much content. And do you have a team doing this for you? Do you hire it out? What do you do? So I do have a team. I have a podcast host. His name is Matthew Johnson with Pursuing Results. I hired him three years ago. So what I'm responsible for doing is just creating the video. So I am a video recording fool. I simply send the video, and here's the joy of this, right? My face, my voice, my tone is attached to every single piece of content that is created on my behalf because I was willing to create that content in video. Now, another marketing tool you use is, is, is something called the landing page, which oh, I gather yes. is a lot different than a simple home page. And so maybe you could explain, you know, what's the concept of a landing page and, and what are some examples of how these pages might work, especially, you know, through the lens of a realtor? What I want you to think about before I answer the landing page, 
if a realtor wants to earn a six-figure income, and I want you to keep this in mind, I'm from Chicago, so I'm talking USD, right? So I assume that everybody wants to make a six-figure income. In order to earn a six-figure income, we need to consistently have 2,880 contacts in our customer relationship management system. Well, if our minimum average price point is $250,000, most realtors have less than 400 contacts in their customer relationship management system, which means that a lot of us don't have enough people in our customer relationship management system to earn the amount of money we want to earn. Well, because I create so much video, I love to create my own landing pages, which essentially are sales funnels. How do I do this? I come over to Facebook, or better yet, what will you do today at this conference? You're going to go and meet every lender that's in the next room, right? Because people want to know how to finance properties. You're going to set up a Facebook Live or Instagram Live. You're going to have five great questions to ask them. Now, you're going to pick a seasoned professional who is gregarious and more outgoing than yourself because they're going to make you look good. We're going to create a landing page. You can use Google Forms to do this for free. You're going to take the link to the landing page. And before you start doing that Facebook Live, you're going to paste it where you paste the description. And while you're conducting that Facebook Live interviewing this gregarious, smart person, you're going to have them drop a nugget. And then you're going to say, click on the link below. Oh, and then when you drop another nugget, you say, click on the link below. They come over to a standalone landing page that will provide them a lead magnet, which is a resource that solves whatever the problem is, you just interviewed the person. So what we do is create a lot of landing pages, but we create the entire funnel for you. All of the graphics, the lead magnet, and we're simply using Canva and Google Forms. Two tools that everyone here can use for free. And so, I, I guess if someone's just starting out, like how, how, how do you build out your first lead magnet? Like, like you know, you have like a real sort of system in place now, and so this 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 goes fairly smoothly for you. So if I'm if I'm a realtor just looking to kind of go down this road and build that first landing page and build out that first lead magnet, how do I how do I start? Some of you are with the company that provides you with the website that has lead magnets on your website. If not, the process that we follow is we're going to create a lead magnet based on the google.com forward slash trends. Yeah. What are people searching for and what do they need? We then go over to Canva because we absolutely love Canva. And we then create in Canva. Canva has Canva websites. You can attach your Canva website to your Google form to capture the leads. And then we create a lead magnet an item of value, like five tips on how to buy a house, you know, whatever the case may be. Ten tips to selling your house faster. It could be all of those. And here's the magic now. Inside of Canva, we have Magic Write. It, it has artificial intelligence, so it will write it for you. I'm just throwing that out there. And so we're starting with Google.com forward slash trends, and then we're using free tools, Canva and Google Forms, to create our giveaway our website, and a form to capture the leads. But you still have to market it. That's where the Facebook Live video came in. Yeah, so Google Trends, we're using Canva, we're using Google Forms, did you say? Um, so those are the key tools in your toolbox, but what are the other tools you got in there that are gonna help people out? What are the other sort of software tools and what have you that people are gonna be able to use to really sort of hone this and make it their own over time? 
I believe that as real estate professionals, you only need two paid tools, a customer relationship management system and Canva, because Canva just added 12 new AI tools. It is a freaking phenomenal tool, right? Inside of my arsenal, I have two customer relationship management systems because I own more than one business. So I use Kajabi, and then my agents are going to use da -da -da, Wise Agent. Right now, my number one go-to tool first and foremost in everything that I do and have done since the month of December is ChatGPT. ChatGPT has given me 75% of my time back. It is another very inexpensive tool that is very effective. So I am making more money. I Actually, let me just tell you how bomb ChatGPT is. This is going to be my number one month in history, okay? Because I have duplicated myself. When you think of ChatGPT, and we are doing a segment today, it's yeah. not you, it's new at 2 o'clock. I want you to think about for as low as $20 per month, you can have a trained, productive, electrifying assistant who has passed the bar exam, the medical exam, and does not talk back. It also, get this, does not get sick, works 365 days a year, provided that you have internet access. So I do walk you through those steps on why I use it and how I'm using it to be one of the most productive real estate agents in my marketplace. You know, it's funny when we talk a lot about AI and obviously with ChatGPT and everything else over the last 12 months, you know, on one side of the coin, I think, you know, what you're talking about is that it's not, it's not a substitute for you. No. It actually helps you do more. Um, but there's the fear out there that, you know, AI, ChatGPT, other, other, you know, AI-based platforms are actually going to uh, replace um, you know, the, 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 whether it be the human realtor or the human content in some other industry. What are your thoughts on that? I'm glad that you asked. Actually, Goldman Sachs predicts that there will be 300 million jobs lost as a result of ChatGPT. This is why I think we need to come back to the fact that as real estate professionals, we're entrepreneurs. What are we going to create leveraging ChatGPT in order to solidify our future? So do I know that there's going to be job loss? 100%. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. But is that why I also have other companies that I've built because of ChatGPT? Yes, because I still, mama still need a new pair of shoes, right. right? And so with that being said, we need to put our entrepreneurship cap on. We got numerous other companies that want to come into our industry, and I'm not mad at them, Okay. We're going to be mad at them in the future because we didn't take the opportunity to seize the moment and leverage these great cost-effective tools. So do I know that jobs are going to be lost? I don't even sugarcoat that. But that's why I'm teaching my fellow realtors how to use these tools in order to secure our futures. That's, you know, that's really interesting. I mean, use certainly AI, ChatGPT, it may render obsolete you know, certain business approaches, even certain businesses, period. Uh, but you can use that from an entrepreneurial standpoint just to move on into, into, into something else. And so you can take that proactive approach um, and just shift 
gears into something new or at least a, a change. So that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, we talked a lot about the do's today. So the different things you can do uh, from a social media perspective, from a content perspective. Maybe I wanted to finish off today a little bit with some of the don'ts, some of the mistakes um, that people can make along the road. Maybe mistakes that you've made that people could uh, people could learn from. So maybe what's a, what's a top three or top five? Well, I'm going to say this because someone posted about it this morning. Uh, there's no such thing as perfect. So I operate from 80%, right? That means that if I get something to 80%, we're going to launch it and then we're going to tweak it. So done is better than perfect. If you're waiting for perfect, you'll never do anything and it's, it's just a sign of procrastination. So that's just from a motivation standpoint. When it comes to AI, because it is cutting so much of our work out, we have uh, realtors who have the unmitigated gall to not even proof the content. It is not a perfect tool. <laughs> we need to proof it before we share it. We also need to adhere to any licensing rules and regulations, any potential fair housing rules that you have here in Canada, and you also have to adhere to the Realtors Code of Ethics if you are a Realtor member. So in every single tool, according to the Code of Ethics, it also covers all technological means. So follow the rules, make sure that your proofing done is better than perfect. So artificial intelligence is no substitute for laziness, though. No, right? it is no, it is not, <laughs> and laziness will get you in trouble. Actually, one of the things that I'm encouraging everyone to do right now, today, we have to change our mindset. I hear a lot of people say, well, I'm a lifelong learner. Well, that's not good enough. You have to be an active lifelong learner because we're seeing things change at a substantially faster pace than I've ever seen them change in my 52 years being on planet Earth. With that being said, as I get older, I need to learn more. Most of us believe if we have a degree that we're good, we're solid. I want you to understand, I got an undergrad degree, a master's degree, 64 real estate related licenses, designations, and certifications, and I'm still in school because I want to be the oldest, smartest person on the beach. I think that's great advice. <laughs> Continue learning every day, I and mean, it's clear you have in, in our interview today. I mean, the, the changes you've made in your business and described just over the last few years, I think it's amazing. It was a great conversation. Marky, I want to thank you very much thank uh, you. for being on the on the podcast today and coming up to Realtor Quest 2023, the first time since 2019 we've had this event, and you've been a great participant. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That's it for us. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media and visit our website, treb.ca. That's T-R-R-E-B.ca to find market insights and more. This has been another episode of Ready to Real Estate. Thanks for tuning in.